All right, y'all, welcome back. I'd like to welcome y'all. I got a special guest today, you know what I'm saying, with the uh, the COVID-19 vaccine hitting the UK sometime soon. And, you know what I'm saying, I know they got a bunch of people that go online and they have all these famous people on TV and everything and talking about this, that, and the other. But they not really talking to the people on the ground level. So I got a special guest today. I got my man Mike, you know what I'm saying, that I personally coach with, you know what I'm saying, on everything. How is your – because I never had it. You know what I'm saying? I know people that's, yeah, okay. that didn't have it and everything. So explaining to people on the things that you went through and is going through with the after effects of your symptoms and everything. All right. Well, well first, thanks for, thanks for having me on. That's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to you. Um, here's the thing. Um, I had, at, at the time, three Detroit first responders in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, Denise, um, my significant other and uh, her two sons. Now, Denise played ball with us at the demolition, and uh, she's been in the paramedic field for going on 25 years. Uh, and both her boys, uh, one a former Marine, uh, and uh, the other uh, literally left high school, went to went to college, and became a Detroit. He, he was uh, at a private company for a little while, and um, went right to. Uh, to Detroit EMS. Now, um, them and, and, and what they do, um, they have some great protocols. Um, but you know, this kind of hit everybody pretty dang quick. And uh, I'll keep the political part of this out for right now, but overall, uh, you know, when it all started back in March and April, um, he got it first. Okay. So he brought it back to, to the house pretty quick. And we, and you know, when he, when he was, when he was positive in early March, um, yeah, obviously he had to take the two weeks off and, uh, he uh, was living upstairs at our house. So he, he just shut it down. You know, we just brought stuff to him and and he came down. Um, and he had a pretty light case and he was sick for a couple of days, but within four or five days he was better. And, uh, and then after the, the, at the time, the 10 day quarantine, um, he was back to work. Okay. Um, the other Marine, he, the other, uh, Dems paramedic never got it, never got it. The issue is, is that everything that the government gave him shots wise for his tours for 10 years, uh, it's almost like he's immune to it. Okay. okay. That being said, um, friend of, uh, work, work friend of Denise, uh, comes back from a cruise and, um, and this is again, uh, the last week of March. And this is when everybody started to hear about all these cruise ships and spreading like wildfire on the cruise. And, um, she comes back, come back to work, gives Denise a hug and then they're talking it out, you know, Denise's office and they're, they're, they're talking for a half hour. Denise, that following night, two days later, finds out that she, the girl that was with her, was COVID positive. Within eight hours, okay, within eight hours, she finds out because the girl's in the hospital. And not only in the hospital, she's traked up on, she's traked up and she is uh, on a breather. Uh She's in ICU and she's got a 104. She's, you know, she's (laughs) just a, a disaster. So now Denise is spraying and taking everything she could possibly take and, um, and then sure enough, within, um, within about 10 days, maybe almost two weeks, 
uh, Denise starts to feel a little rough. Now it's at this time that, that my job, um, pretty, pretty much locks down also. Um, and we're doing, you know, we're not doing remote sales, but you know, I'm still on the phone, still getting stuff. Um, we're slowly getting people around us that are sick and, and then, um, sure enough, Denise wakes up, uh, comes back from work and takes a nap and you know, I like, great. We have, uh, we have dinner and she said, I'm going right back to bed. I'm really feeling bad. Um, that night about two o'clock in the morning, she's coughing. It takes her temperature temperature and she's at about a one Oh two. And we're thinking, ah, oh, crap. Well, here we go. And, um, and she sure, sure enough, um, she went the following day because she's a first responder, got tested at her doctor's office and was positive. Oh, uh, wow. And she, yeah. And then it was rough. Okay. It was rough. Now that was a, that was a Thursday evening going into Friday. Um, and I went to work, went to work, you know, Friday, uh, came back, you know, I had a weekend, took care of her. You know, I was fine. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm fine. We have a positive test at work and they, and because we were all exposed to this person, we were shut down, uh, for Wednesday, Thursday. And then if it came back positive, uh, for sure, we'd be back, uh, Friday. Well, I never went back. Um, Friday, it, uh, it was, uh, it was a negative test, but uh, they called and said, "You know, we're just gonna we're gonna shut you know part of the sales company that's sales team down," and, and they did. Uh-huh. Which okay, you know, you deal with it. You deal with a shutdown like you deal with anything else. You know, you know all of us in the D you know you get shut down. You just gotta fight back and get you know get back to your job or get back to whatever. Right. It's possible. All right, great. Now that is that is Wednesday. Um, now Denise will be sick one week ago, one week on Friday and she's rough. Um, so much so that her company, the ambulance company sends over, um, an O2 sensor for the finger and it has somebody on call at the Taylor station, just about where we live. And if, if something gets bad, we have to call them and somebody from the ambulance company is coming to pick somebody up here and take her to the hospital. Um, so we're all on, you know, we're all, you know, waiting for this to happen, you know, and we're, you know, the, the best she can get down is the, is the broth, um, maybe some soup occasionally, okay. but now she's a weekend and she's been averaging, she averaged about a one Oh two for almost five days straight. And her oxygen level was below 90 for two straight days. That's... Okay. That's how bad this is getting. All right. Fast forward three days. Now, now I'm off, so I'm going to go shopping, and it's Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and I'm in Meyer. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in the Walmart, and there's lines. It was just ridiculous lines, and I'm in line, and I'm in line for almost an hour. Okay. Yeah, and I start to get this feeling in the back. Yep. And I start to get this scratchy feeling in my throat. This is this is the third week of April. Okay. So I've already been off for three weeks. Go through the whole, you know, unemployment thing. And I start getting the scratchy throat in scratchy feeling in my throat. I'm thinking, oh, come on, really? You know, I don't need to get sick like this right now. Because it wasn't a scratchy throat that we that we had heard about. We had heard about the coughing. We had heard about, you know, all the other things that were going on, plus the high fever. I had no worries. So all right, shop, get done, get home. 
and I'm and I'm okay. She's her dinner. She's feeling a little bit better now. Now she's almost two weeks in, so she's feeling much much better. Um, and mind you, all this time now, I'm sleeping on the couch. All right, I don't want to be around it. I'm I'm going to try to take care of her as best I can, but whatever. Right now, like you know, through coaching with us, my sleep patterns. Not that we were together that much, but especially during championship weekends, we were all stuck in a hotel. I was up. I averaged about three to five hours sleep a day for, I'm, I'm 55 right now, for 50, for 54 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was not a sleeper, okay? Longest I ever slept in one day was probably eight to 10 hours. Crazy as that may seem, but it's a fact. Okay. Fast forward, I'm, I'm feeling a little rough, have some dinner, cover up on, on the couch, and I start coughing. And I mean, I'm coughing. Like, I can't catch my breath coughing. Whatever's hitting me is hitting me like I had pneumonia three, three years ago. And I can't breathe. I can't. I can't. It, nothing. I mean, just like, holy crap. Okay, so, so I sit up, I sleep, and, and wake the following day, and I got whatever the hell I had. My temperature is at 102, and not not a low 102, like 102 going on 103, like 1027, 1029. It was ridiculous. Um, that, and you had sure a 107. You had a 107. I know a 102.7. Oh, 102.7. <laughs> it's digital. So so I'm, I'm like, okay, this is rough. Whatever. All right. Now the, now here's where we get really personal. Now the diarrhea starts. <laughs> Good Lord. And, and look, you, you, listen, man, I, I'm going to be real blunt with everybody. Hey, let it out. I didn't go the first I did. The first three days, I didn't go two hours without feeling like my butt's going to fall off. <laughs> right? That's how bad it was. And it wasn't just a little bit. It was like explosive. Now, that's bad enough. Now I can't breathe. Now, now I'm waking up and I, I can't. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating. I went four days having a bottle of water and some crackers, and that was it. Four days, and I got stuff coming out of me that I don't know where the hell it was when I ate it. Okay, so that's going on. Now the vomiting starts, and now the sleeping starts. Now. I'm four days in, and I went to bed at about 11.30, covered up on the couch. Denise is in bed. She's out like a light. I wake up to go to the bathroom, get back on the couch, and I'm out. I didn't eat. I ate nothing for almost 48 hours and just had water. I was asleep. For 22 of 24 hours for three straight days. I had never slept so much in my life. Yeah, that thing came on hard. In fact, it came on hard. Over those three days, uh, yep, I slept more in those three days than I had probably cumulative in about four weeks. Now, that's rough, okay? But that's when that's when the O2 starts to leave your body also. Mm-hmm. Now, you do breathe pretty well 
when you're asleep. But when you get up, the second you start to wake up, the coughing starts, whatever the hell's coming up is it's, you're coughing it up. Um, and my O2 was at 90 and it was bordering lower than that at times during the early morning hours. Um, had I gone another day of 90, I'd have been in the hospital. Okay. Uh-huh. Fast forward. Okay. You get through it, feeling better. Oh, and of course there's no smell or taste. Don't get me wrong. Not that what I wanted to smell around me was what I wanted to smell at all. Uh-huh. But there was absolutely no smell. And that was after the cough. That was the first thing that went. That was it. There was no smell. There was no taste. Fast forward now, that was um, end of March. Uh, I'm sorry, end of April, May. So two weeks into May, I'm starting to feel a little better. But I can't get off the couch. I'm exhausted. I get up, make some coffee, have some coffee, keep that down, have some eggs, um, maybe have like a uh, oh, an ego waffle okay so i'm getting some sustenance in now i'm starting to feel a little bit better okay great after i'd make my breakfast i'd fall asleep three four hours i didn't nap when i was an infant and i'm napping now at 54 years old like it's part of my life (laughs) my bad i ain't trying to laugh at you but I know somebody that went through that, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they do now. As soon as it's like a certain time of day, they just fall right. It's, it's time to go to sleep. That's what they do. It's just sleep time. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm right now going to bed between 10 and 11 o'clock, and I'm not waking up until 7, 8 o'clock. Mm. Other, than to go to, other than to go to the bathroom. Now, the worst part of this now is what people don't talk about after you get better. Uh-huh. Okay? You, you start to get better. You feel better. You want to go do something. You start to do something. And now you're like fall asleep. The longest amount of time I was awake was when I was coaching football in September. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep businesses going, trying to, trying to keep myself in business or at least busy. Um, but what people don't get the damage that this has caused. Now, Denise has got, a job that, that really forces her to be um, as close to um, healthy as possible. Right. right? Um, so they sent her for an MRI. Um, what was the clue to this was, we live in Taylor, her, the office, the main office for where she goes is on Nine Mile and the Quinder in Warren. So, you know, however she gets there, it takes I-75. She got out uh, one day she's on her way to, to, you know, on her way. And, um, I get a phone call from her boss and he goes, Hey, is Denise, um, coming into there? She's just not feeling good. And I went, okay, crap, here we go. So I, you know, I'm on the phone trying she says, listen, I just, I spaced out. I'm up in Auburn Hills. I'm coming back to, towards work right now. Now what? everybody gets into that mind, that mind, you know, thing where they're driving and they just forget where they're going. Baloney. No, that's, that's, that's crap. You know, she's five years younger than me. It's not like she's got Alzheimer's. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. The she, brain. She went past nine mile. It was almost in Auburn Hills. 
Yes. On I-75. Oh, wow. Because she just she wasn't paying attention. She just went into a brain fog, and that was it. So she gets back to work, and they tell her, listen, you're going to be off the rest of the week. That was like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. You're off the rest of the week. Um, but we're going to also want you to go see your doctor and find out what's going on. Well, you know, okay, so everybody hears about the brain fog, but they also don't hear about the damage to the lungs. Now, Denise mm-hmm. isn't, isn't um, in superb condition, but she's in shape. Right. Okay, she does the Spartan races. And if anybody knows what the Spartan races are, it's like a tough mutter on steroids, all right? These people, they're, they're in some shape. She's on their website lifting one of the big tires, not the little baby mini tires or the medium tires like you see women doing. She's doing a man-sized, big-ass truck tire. And there's, she's on the website, man, lifting this thing up. She's been doing them for three, four years. In fact, her group is supposed to go to... Greece to represent Team USA. Okay. Now that's part of this. So she, so she's, you know, she's in one capacity. She's doing these races. She's competitive. She's not a world, uh, she's not world class competitor, but she's doing. She goes, gets RMI. She's got spots on her brain um, that are very typical now that people are seeing with the COVID. And her lung capacity is one-third of what it was prior to COVID. She's lost two-thirds lung capacity during her time. So now everybody's talking about all these, you know, all these immunizations and all these, here's, here's, we got this for you, we got that for you. Pfizer and Moderna and all these people have have their concoctions right. that are going to fix this. This is the part where Denise and her job helps me make decisions. Okay. The Pfizer, the Pfizer immunization that they're going to give is a two-step process. That two-step process changes the RNA, the ribonucleic acid, in your body, which is part of your DNA, to fight this off. Okay, great. What's the long-term effects? Well, it's been out for exactly 70 days. Nobody knows what the long-term effects are. And that's what they're going to start in in the UK this week. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, that's the thing, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't have years of research and data and everything, and they just want to throw it out there like, okay, okay, we're going to take care of the immediate problem, but what's the long-term problem? Especially for a person that's that, younger and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Well, what, what are you going to do to these people, to, to these younger kids that, 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 you know, everybody wants this vaccine? Well, you listen, I don't care what your political affiliation is. There's a reason the CDC, the FDA, in those groups test these products to an umpteenth level. Yes, it takes sometimes three, four years to get something on the market to be used. You're right. Absolutely. There's a reason for that. 
And the reason is you don't know what's going to happen to people in the long term. Right. All I know is if it's I'm 55, you know what? I, I may not be here in 20, 25, 30 years. Who knows? If I am fantastic, all I know is I want the person sitting here in the same shape that I am now or in better shape later than now. I don't want something changing my DNA because it's going to fight off this. You know what? I already fought it off. Yeah. Denise donates her Denise donates her platelets every two and a half to three weeks. She has a list of people they've helped. Oh, okay. All over the country. All over the country. All right. From California to Florida, from North Dakota to Texas. She's there's her her plasma has been everywhere to help these people out. Fantastic. No names, but you know, they right. tell you who where it goes. Great. Yeah, and that's the, that's thing, the only you know, thing I'm taking from this. If I if I get sick again, that's it. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but do you know what they I'm saying? Are, they and they, they want to test on um the older people and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess they you know they ain't worried about the extremely long term effects because I test give it to people that they're, they're not going to be right. Right. Here's the thing, and and, and, and you know we can get into the racial part of this all we want. Black and brown people are more susceptible to get this and to die of this than anybody else. Uh-huh. You got to, ex- ex- you know, if you've got other extenuating circumstances, you know, I'm type two diabetic working on that, just, you know, cancer, any one of these things that you have or that you possibly have can, can make COVID-19 even worse. But what's going to happen to these cancer patients who are getting all this other medicine, and they're going to put this in and change their RNA to fight this off? What's going to happen? Probably going to mess around and make it worse than what it should make be. It worse. See, that's the part of this that's just at this particular point in time. You know, you, everybody make up your own mind. Don't take my word for it. Make up your own mind for your own family. Just learn about it. Before you stick it in your body, learn about it. I got news for you. I can fall, I'll fall asleep. When we're done, I'm hanging up. I'm going upstairs and taking a nap. Okay? Right. That, that's the straight fact. But I know what's going to work for me. I've gone through it. I don't want anybody else I know to go through this crap ever. Not ever. Not my worst enemy in the entire world do I want them getting this sick. Yeah, because you... I got news for you. Go I'm not taking that vaccine. It's a lot of people that say they're not that I know, and a lot of people that say they're going to, and some that don't even have it. They want to take it just in case, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, more power to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm what what they say, uh, type, type, whatever, whatever it is. You probably it don't affect you or whatever the case may be. But you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one because you know I'm always I have. From the beginning, I was an advocate against wearing the mask and stuff. I'm not even going to lie to you about it. I'm like, look, I ain't wearing it. My president ain't wearing it. You know what I'm saying? Forget it. It's not real. Then, I'm like, man, this, this, <laughs> I almost slipped up there. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. No, I'm straight. No. Where Dr. Yeah. Fauci at? He said, wear a mask. Let me get two. So, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm good on that. You know what I'm saying? Then seeing people that I'm close to and everything and the stuff that they go through and affected by it, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm, I'm straight. 
Mm-hmm. I just am just you know, deal with the uncomfortableness. This this thing changed so quickly. You know, and, and everybody talks about well, Fauci said this, and Fauci said that. Now he's now he's doubling down on something else. He, what was he lying about? Well, he wasn't lying. This thing changed so quickly from what was told to people in the public to what was known behind the scenes. Now, here's my next here's my next Trump cardinist, and I don't mean that in the president way. I mean that in the Uka way. All right. Here, here's my thing. Denise is part of the CDC. She's also part of the emergency response team nationwide to, to catastrophes. So every day she gets a CDC update in her email. She's got to punch it in, put a code in, go through it. She was saying in February, in February, we're going to need masks. February, she was telling me we were going to need masks. I'm looking at her like, <laughs> no damn way. No way am I wearing them. I am not going to look like, you know, 1970s China with wearing a mask all over. Where I'm, I, No way am I doing that. I got news for you. She came home, punched up the email, printed it out, and, and showed me some stuff on the email that was like, well, I guess I'm putting a mask on. Hey, you know what? You know, when I go deposit my check at the bank and they said we got to wear a mask, I'm like, no, that's entrapment. You're not going to get this brown guy shot up at the bank. Then when I actually had to go in the bank and everybody wearing a mask, I'm like, well, I guess this is the first time I can wear a mask in the bank and not get looked at strangely. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that's the way I felt, man. Listen, I'm Sicilian. You see a Sicilian coming at you (laughs) with a mask on. You start thinking a different way. Uh, yeah, you look. Hey, look. You know, hey, it's, it's some it's some problems going on. We got to look at them. Look at them. You know, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, not this yep. guy. I'm not going out like that one. But you know, and, and you know, and then they politicize it all, and that's what started this crap. And you know, I like I said, I'm gonna try to stay away from the political part of this, but no, I'm not. I'm not gonna stay away from the political part of this. That man flat out lied to the country about what he knew was going on and then BS his way for the last nine months. You know what? You cost people lives. That's just, that's just straight up fact. That is straight up fact. I don't care if you want to wear a mask or not. That's your decision. Okay, I get that. But don't lie to me and tell me everything's going to be fine when I can not. protect myself. Nope, it's not. And, and that's, listen, when did he say he knew about this? Well, that, that, that whole, that whole Bob Woodward interview came out and it was in February. When did I tell you Denise got the CDC information? In February. February. See what I'm saying? Right, right. Hey, well, I'm going to get you on the other show because the other show is uncut. I'm going to get you on the other show. It's uncut. Right. You got to let it all hang out then, brother. You got to let it all <laughs> brother, hang you, out. You, you, you sure? 25 yeah. years of radio. I haven't done it, but, but all right, I will. Hey, look, you go go check out the other show. You see I dropped so many F-bombs. I call um, the commander-in-chief so many different colorful, wor- colorful words. Oh, you have no <laughs> idea. You have no idea. I'm well, telling my, you. My, my favorite on Facebook is the one that I came up with. And it's Trumpa Lumpa. Trumpa Lumpa like like really walking the chocolate factory. He's orange and he walks around and weird. 
He looks like an Opa Lopa. He's Topa Lopa. Oh, man. All right, listen. <laughs> listen, brother, stay healthy. You know, keep those masks on, and we're going to get through this, man. We're, we're deep out tough, man. All right? Got to. You guys want to shout anybody out real quick? Oh, no, man. You know what? I'll shout you out. Thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it, and, you know, Detroit, just stay healthy, brother. Sisters, stay healthy. All right, now, Mike, I'll holler at you. All right, buddy.